Hello, and welcome to the QUB GP Society podcast. This series is entitled Common Conditions in General Practice and is aimed at medical students. We'll be discussing some of the most common conditions that you see in a primary care setting in terms of their pathology, presentation, diagnosis and management. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can see all of our latest episodes and also check out our society on social media so that you can keep up to date with news and events. But for now, on to today's episode. My name is Radhika Galati and I'm the Education Officer of the Queen's University Belfast GP Society. Thank you for joining our podcast and today's subject will be palliative care and symptom control. Palliative care is defined as the treatment, care and support of patients and families diagnosed with life-limiting illness from cancer to dementia. While specialist services do exist for palliative care, the majority of palliative care is provided in the community, with GPs playing a central role. In this podcast, I will discuss three common symptoms observed in palliative care, pain, shortness of breath, and nausea and vomiting, and discuss how they can be managed in the primary care setting. It is important to stress that rooted in the ethos of palliative care is a holistic approach to well-being. In this way, it is important to remember that when controlling symptoms in palliative care, this should go beyond simply addressing the patient's pathology and treat any psychological, social or spiritual factors affecting their symptoms and quality of life. Starting with pain, this is one of the most common symptoms dealt with in palliative care. Pain can largely be split into three categories based on the origin of pain. These are somatic pain, visceral pain, and neuropathic pain. Starting with somatic pain, this is pain that arises from the tissues, for example metastatic bone cancer. It is often well localised, may be intermittent or constant, and is often described as a gnawing, aching, throbbing or cramping pain. Next, there is visceral pain, and this pain is often related to pain arising from the internal organs. For example, pain due to spasm of the bladder. This pain is often felt as a deep pain and may be squeezing or colicky in nature. It is also important to note that visceral pain may radiate, for example, shoulder pain from diaphragmatic irritation in gallbladder disease. Lastly, there is neuropathic pain and this pain is often described as a sharp burning pain with shock-like episodes. When taking a history from a patient with pain, Socrates should be used in order to assess the pain to help determine the underlying cause. In line with the holistic and patient-focused foundation of palliative care, the psychosocial and spiritual impact of the pain should also be explored. Performing a thorough assessment of pain provides a good understanding of the pain and any underlying reasons and can help guide the most appropriate treatment. Pain management in palliative care is based on the WHO pain ladder. In this ladder, pain management starts with NSAIDs and then goes on to weak opioids such as codeine and then stronger opioids such as morphine. It's important to warn patients starting on opioids of some of the side effects they may experience with these medications. These include constipation, nausea and vomiting and sedation. 
As a result, when a patient is on opioids, it can be sensible to prescribe them an antiemetic and a laxative alongside the opioid prescription to minimise these side effects. When starting a patient on opioids, they are generally started at a low dose, particularly if they are opioid naive, and then the dose is titrated up. Alongside the prescription, a breakthrough dose is prescribed if the patient is still experiencing additional pain, and this is usually around one-sixth to one-tenth of the daily dose. If the patient needs excessive breakthrough doses to manage their pain, the normal prescription should be increased by around 30-50% to and when the dose is stable, a slow 24-hour release opioid should be prescribed. A wide variety of opioid prescriptions exist in practice, but a common prescription you might see on the wards is MST, which is a long-acting opioid being used to manage stable pain, with Oromorph, a short-acting liquid morphine preparation, being prescribed to cover the breakthrough dose. Because opioids are associated with many unpleasant side effects for the patient, and opioids may not be suitable for all types of pain, other medications can also be prescribed alongside or used separately to opioids to manage patients' pain. For bone-related pain, NSAIDs and steroids can work well, as well as other treatments such as bisphosphonates. If bone metastasis are causing pain, palliative radiotherapy can be used to minimise pain and surgery can also be performed to stabilise any impending fractures. Next, going on to visceral pain, steroids and paracetamol can be used if the patient has liver capsule pain, for example due to cancer metastases, and buscapan is often used for colic or bladder spasm. Now, moving on to neuropathic pain, as is the case in non-palliative care settings, antiepileptics such as pregabalin and tricyclic antidepressants such as amitriptyline can be used. Alongside all these medical treatments, non-pharmacological pain management measures such as massage and exercise should also be used if the patient finds relief in these. Lastly, it's important to remember that pain is a subjective experience and a patient's experience of pain may be impacted by factors simply beyond their pathology. Pain management should be holistic and address this. For example, through incorporating psychological and spiritual support in treatment if necessary. Breathlessness is another common symptom in palliative care and there are a whole range of reasons why a patient may have shortness of breath. These include lung cancer, superior vena cava obstruction, pleural effusions, pleural fibrosis, for example, from chemotherapy, as well as non-pulmonary causes, such as anemia, uremia, and anxiety. General measures, such as opening a window, using a handheld fan, and coordinated breathing techniques, may help to alleviate breathlessness. Opioids can also help with shortness of breath, and benzodiazepines can also be used, particularly if the shortness of breath is anxiety-related. Nausea and vomiting is another common symptom in palliative care, and there are a variety of pathologies that may lead to this. This may include medications, such as opioids and chemotherapy agents, bowel obstruction, anxiety, uncontrolled pain, increased intracranial pressure, and metabolic abnormalities, such as hypercalcemia and uremia. 
When treating nausea and vomiting, there are a range of antiemetics that can be used. Firstly, there are H1 receptor antagonists, for example, cyclozine. These medications are particularly useful in motion-related sickness. Next, there are 5-hydroxytryptamine-3 receptor antagonists, such as indanzatron, which targets an area in the brain called the chemoreceptor trigger zone, and therefore these medications are particularly useful for chemotherapy-related nausea. There are also dopamine-2 receptor antagonists, such as metoclopramide and domperidone. These antiemetics are particularly useful in nausea related to chemotherapy and gastric stasis. Other medications, such as steroids, can also be used. For example, if there is nausea and vomiting due to raised intracranial pressure secondary to brain metastasis. In this next section, I will talk about syringe drivers, which are used to provide reliable 24-hour delivery of medications through subcutaneous delivery. Syringe drivers are devices that are used in palliative care when a patient is unable to tolerate oral medications. Indications for these include intractable vomiting, severe dysphagia, poor GI absorption, patient compliance and decreased levels of consciousness, particularly in the terminal stages of life. Most medications already used in palliative care can be used in syringe drivers. However, it's important to note that the dose of medications may change. For example, with oral morphine, the daily dose needs to be halved when given it subcutaneously. Moreover, it's important to note that some medications cannot be mixed together. For example, cyclozine cannot be used with buscopan as this can lead to crystallization. In summary, palliative care is an approach to medicine that supports patients with life-limiting illnesses to live an active, enjoyable and fulfilling life. Pain, shortness of breath and nausea and vomiting are common symptoms encountered in palliative care and treatment should start with a thorough assessment taking into account the physical, psychological, social and spiritual considerations of their symptoms and the impact of their symptoms on their quality of life. Lastly, syringe drivers are a commonly employed tool in palliative care to provide symptom control in patients that are unable to receive oral medication. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you have any ideas, suggestions or feedback, don't be afraid to get in touch with us via email gp-soc at qub.ac.uk. Our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts are regularly updated with all the essential information from our society. Thank you for listening and goodbye.